Hello everyone and welcome to today's episode of the Impulse Control Experiment. I am Joel Harrison and as always, I appreciate you for dropping in. Although as not as always, I do not want to be doing this right now. I'm not even playing. Um, so today was a good day as opposed to some of the days that we've been having, you know. Some of the things I've been talking about, uh, some of the opportunities I've been having to do better, I feel like I am conquering, or at least for the day. It's a pretty, it's a pretty good day in that regard. Uh, didn't yell at anybody, so <laughs> racking that up for a win. Um, but as far as just for myself right now, you know, just, just exhausted again, and I think that's kind of becoming the M or or, or has been the mo of this project so far. Um, been doing pretty good through the early part of the week, but Thursday and Friday are my super long days at work. And then I have to come home and do this. Not only that, but today, uh, my wife is still not feeling well and we took her to the urgent care today. And so that was like, uh, go to work, work for a couple hours. She needs to go to urgent care. So absolutely trying to, trying to, you know, absolutely be there for her. And take care of her, um, take her to urgent care, take her to the store and get, you know, some things to help her feel better and then take her home. And then unfortunately I had to jump back in the car and go back to work. And um, I didn't get home from work till like nine o'clock this evening. So I'm just absolutely bushed. And, you know, to be, to be perfectly honest, like what I want to be doing right now is I want to smoke a joint drink a stout, play some video games, and go to bed really soon. So, <laughs> so just because I'm not doing those things doesn't mean that I don't want to do those things. Um, but other than that, pretty pretty good day. I, I like the way I'm trending with, and, it, and it's difficult, but I like the way that I'm trending with this um, just announcing when it happens how something made me feel. And again, I feel like it's kind of like a emotional kindergarten, you know, but it's like when, when something comes across, I do my best to stay calm and immediately admit that that, you know, makes me uncomfortable or that makes me angry or please don't do that. Or, you know, and I try to be calm and communicate so that I can, you know, and I'm viewing every time that something like that comes up, um, what I'm now lovingly referring to is the intersection of my emotions and communication. Um, I'm, I'm, I've set some intent to really, really deal with that and really fix that issue and, and, and get better about it. So every time something comes up that is upsetting or a situation comes up where I could see my emotional state getting more excited, um, I, I view that as an opportunity, um, and I feel like that is the universe giving me an opportunity to get better once again. And um, just merely seeing those as opportunities allows me to succeed. So it's all about, you know, it's all about the reframe. It's all about how you how you think about it. And, you know, sometimes the universe does, sometimes the universe does really weird things. And sometimes it does the, the just right thing. And sometimes you're like, wow. You're really, you're really digging and planning and thinking this ahead and doing some creative things, universe. 
And um, today is one of those things. So um, I know I've talked a lot about uh, my brother who's a dog trainer. And uh, from time to time, I go over to the facility and help him train um, and work for him a little bit when he's got a couple extra dogs on his hand and those kind of things. Because, um, you know, dogs are cool. It's fun to play with, you know, just playing with dogs, make a couple extra bucks. It's it's a good time. So, but the beauty of it was today, or this really weird spin that the universe put on things, is that he went and worked with another top-tier dog trainer and learned some new techniques. And almost the entire technique is teaching the dog to exist with a calm state of mind. And when he showed me this the other day, I immediately took it as an opportunity, as a message, as a gift directly from the universe to myself. Because, you know, when you're training dogs, dogs are dogs. There's a reason they need trained, just like uh, just like kids. There's a reason they need educated, because sometimes they don't know what to do. And that means they don't always do the right thing. And um, being me and being an emotional guy... Um, Sometimes when that the dog doing the wrong thing would come up, um, I would respond poorly or excitedly, you know, never, never too bad. I usually fly off the handle more about people than I do uh, about dogs. Excuse me, have a little cauliflower for dinner, it's making me burp. And um, I told you, you guys weren't getting at it, so I'm leaving that in. So anyways, um, it's just really interesting to see me working so hard to achieve this calm state of mind and then the universe throws another calm piece at me. And so you can't train the dog to be in a calm state of mind if you're not in a calm state of mind. And so it just adds another layer to it that I'm doing the right thing and I'm moving in the right direction and that even the universe is cheering me on. So... um, Thank you, universe. I appreciate that. I'm grateful for that here for a moment. Um, And while I'm being grateful, I want to say that um, check some analytics. And I saw that people are actually listening to the podcast, which is I'm super excited about. Um, I think I'm a little different here on the, um, as I expressed in a couple episodes ago, that I'm I'm recording one podcast on a day and releasing a few days back. And so I think I was looking at like the first three episodes and I had some, some pretty decent numbers for the first three episodes of my podcast. So people are actually listening. Uh, people are actually commenting in the Facebook group. So if you haven't jumped into the Impulse Control Facebook group yet, please just give it a search and jump in. I'd love to have you into the discussion. The more people there, uh, the more we can discuss how we're feeling about the topic and what's going on in our lives. And we can truly all be there for each other and move into a space where we are taking care of each other and all growing together and being stronger together. So uh, join me in the Facebook group. It would be greatly appreciated, and I hope that you will find some value there. Um, All that being said, um, I want to talk a little bit about words today. Um, So words are really, really important. And of course, I think that way I'm a hypnotist, and I use words sometimes to the absolute best of their potential. But, you know, I was thinking, and as I've been trying to reframe my words into a positive state, it's been very interesting. And and one thing, one I came up with a pretty good analogy today for this is like, um, 
you know, when, and of course, most often I hear this talked about in a, in a negative connotation, but you know, when like you're texting back and forth with somebody and you can see, you can see the little dots, you know, the little thing that says they're typing and you know, you, you may send a questionable text to somebody that, you know, either you're grumpy or, you know, maybe you're trying to slide in some DMS and you're, you know, trying to hook a date up or something like that. (laughs) And which I have no reference of, by the way, I have been with the same woman for 14 years. (laughs) So I have no reference of dating or, you know, anything like that. But anyways, um, you know, you, you get that little thing where, where it shows you that somebody's typing and and you may, um, send a questionable line to them. And then you see the little thing that says that they're typing and it's blinking and then it stops and then it's blinking and then it stops. And you know that that person is there like typing a sentence and deleting it. Typing a sentence and deleting it. And each way trying to word whatever it is that you're trying to say in a way that benefits you the most or gets your message across the most. And I find myself doing that these days in the last couple of days trying to rephrase and reframe what's going on with me. And and the thing about doing that is, is words really, really do matter. Um, so when we use words or w- when we're talking, we're not thinking an alternate fact in our mind. So if you say something out loud, it is also what you're thinking in your head at that moment. And so if you can always frame that in the positive, then when you speak, then you begin to always frame that in the positive in your mind. And if you haven't caught this yet, negative self-talk is really, really dangerous. And that's the thing that holds us back. It's not what other people are doing. It's not, you know, the money or the time. It's the negative self-talk. It's this whole thing, and uh, and I, I've been listening to this uh, awesome podcast. It's called uh, First Wake Ups with Ryan Sharaba, and uh, he's an amazing coach. And in his podcast, uh, I highly recommend you check it out, um, but in his podcast, he always talks about you know being the caveman with the saber-toothed tiger, tiger right outside your door, and like... That's what anxiety is, and that's what it's supposed to be, is it's supposed to protect us from danger, right? But your your brain and the physical uh, mechanisms in your body can't tell the difference that now that, you know, there, there literally is no more saber-toothed tiger, they're extinct. And literally when you're at home, there's nothing stalking you outside your door, at least I hope not, and if there is, call the police. But, <laughs> so what what happens is when you worry, when you talk negatively to yourself, your your body interprets that the same as if there was a saber-toothed tiger outside your door. And I, I think that's an amazing analogy. It's an amazing thing to realize, but there is no saber-toothed tiger. So that's why negative self-talk and anxiety feels so scary is because your body is responding to something that is truly terrifying. If there was a saber-toothed tiger running your, you down or a saber-toothed tiger in your area, you would want to have a mechanism inside your body that tells you, hey, 
something wrong over there. Don't go over there. I'm worried about that. And that could be good in those situations. But the real truth is, is that often what our body feels as a saber-toothed tiger is, oh, don't, don't do that. Somebody might make fun of you. Don't, don't dance like that. Somebody might, somebody might tell you you're silly or somebody might laugh at you. And when you think about that on a logical level, you're like, it's so ridiculous. Some of the things that we're afraid of are some of the things that give us anxiety. But when you spin it back around and say, the saber-toothed tiger is going to eat me if I dance this way, then it makes sense on why our society has such a problem with anxiety and why so many people are held back by it and why our negative self-talk limits us so much. And so the thing is, it's amazing to realize that there is no saber-toothed tiger. And then it's amazing also to realize that once you realize the control over your life that that negative self-talk has, and you begin to see how important it is to limit your negative self-talk, and you set true intention to do so, that you come back to that moment with the cell phone where you're trying to type and you, you know, it's not that big of a deal. And so, I mean, use a, I'll try to give you an example here off the top of my head. So, um, I've been going through this Reiki training and a major part of it is creating the habit of doing a chakra clearing every single day. And my teacher tells me, here is the chakra clearing that you need to listen to for the first week. After the first week, you can, you can change. I have some other chakra clearings that you can listen to. But for the first week, you have to listen to this specific one. And to be perfectly honest, like, I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it at all. Um, well, that's not true. I, I like it some. But I'm ready. I'm ready for a new one. And so see how this starts out, especially the first time. And, you know, so we've kind of talked a little bit about my belief structure and how I'm not um, I'm, I'm not necessarily a religious person and I don't subscribe to a lot of religious beliefs. And one of these chakra clearings talks a lot about um, angels and even brings in a specific archangel, which isn't really in my frame of reference. It's not my words. So it just doesn't mesh with me. It's not congruent with my truth. And that's okay. It functions for its purpose. But the first time I heard it, I was like, oh man, I don't like that one bit. Not at all. <laughs> and so, and, but I knew as we, as we discovered yesterday when I said, this is hard and Sander Grace so lovingly said, or it's not, which I knew was coming by the way, I knew that I could not tell her Sandra, I hate this chakra clearing. I don't want to listen to it. I don't want to do it. <laughs> it's not allowed. So I knew immediately that I could express a similar idea in a positive way. And you see how this changes from, okay, I kind of hate that chakra clearing, which I don't hate it. It's fine. It's just not quite my words. It's not quite congruent with me. But I couldn't say I hate this chakra clearing. I can't, you know. But what I could say is I'm excited for next week when I can do a different or I can experience a different chakra clearing. 
And it's almost like, yeah, but that doesn't get the point across. The point across is that I don't like this. Except for the fact that that's a negative statement. That's what we call a limiting belief. There is power in that clearing. And to use that power, you have to believe in that power. So if I say I don't like it, that automatically makes it powerless. So if I say I'm excited for the time when I can experience a different clearing, then I've kept it all in the positive. Which if you keep it all in the positive, you can win. That's how you that's how you control your mind is you keep it all in the positive and you actually take out negative thoughts. You take out negative statements and think about that. If you have to say something in a positive way, then you can't like like think about that. Can you complain about something positively? <laughs> it's it's difficult. And this is what I mean with the cell phone and the text message and why this whole thing, you know, I'm I'm trying to complete this circle here. Uh but like I said, I'm pretty exhausted, so hang with me here. But like I said, with the um with the, with the cell phone thing and the texting, it's like I write one sentence, you know, and I write, I don't like this chakra clearing. And I'm like, "No. Dude, you can't send that to Sandra. <laughs> you can't. It's just, she's not you know, she's, she's going to have, you're going to have a half hour discussion on framing things positively, which I already know how to do. And I can be very good at it when I am in the right headspace. So, okay. So I write it first. I don't like this shocker thing. Nope. Delete, 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 delete. And I can just see on the other end, somebody watching that, like, you know, typing, 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 delete, stop. <laughs> a little flashing thing says your typing stops. And so then I type, you know, I, you know, I can't wait for the next or for an opportunity to, to see the next chakra clearing. And then she responds positively and she tells me that she loves that sentence. And I'm like, yeah, but you missed the point. The point is I don't like it, but that's not the point that the point is to frame it in a way that is positive and stay in the positive. So and this is kind of this is kind of two things like the importance of words and also the importance of reframing so i know that we talked a little bit yesterday about this headache that i'm having with my home and the contractor and not getting the work done and all that stuff um but so when that happened when that storm came through um to be perfectly honest the storm was pretty wicked but I didn't know that it ripped siding off my house until my wife got home from work. And she said, have you seen the house? She says, you better come out here and look at this. And I went outside and looked and sure enough, oh, well, okay, that's, that's a thing that we need to have to deal with. But at the time, I, I, I wasn't mad, not one bit, because I was in the right headspace. And I went, I looked at the house and I went, well, um, I could be mad that my siding got ripped off, and now I have to deal with contractors, which at the time, if I would have known how the contractor was going to treat me, I may have gotten a little more upset, but I didn't because I said I have a choice here. Remember, yesterday we were talking about choices. I have a choice here. I can either say I'm mad because my siding got ripped off, or I can thank my home for protecting me from that storm and keeping me inside where I was dry and warm and playing video games on the couch while there's a storm raging outside. 
that ripped the siding out of my house? What if it ripped a tree, a branch off a tree and smacked me in the head with it? You know, so being grateful when there is an opportunity to be negative is some real, true power. And that's what the reframe is all about, is the ability to keep yourself in a positive mindset. Even if you have to stretch, even if you have to dig and scratch, even if somebody near you says what you said was completely ridiculous, who cares? Because you're staying in the positive. And so any time that you can allow yourself to stay in the positive and reframe something negative and find that positive, whether you have to dig, scratch, you know, whatever it is that you have to do to find that positive, there's a positive to be found in every situation. You just have to look. It's a matter of mindset. So to add on to that, to come back to the idea of words being important if you understand the words that you say are the words that you think, then the words that you say actually build who you are. So like I have a friend of mine that's been really, really busy and quite stressed lately. And we were we were talking and actually in passing quite a few times. He keeps saying like as he's as he's stressed and he's not managing his stress quite properly he keeps saying i feel like a psychopath today or i'm a psychopath or you know i need to get this done so i need to take my adderall to do it but adderall makes me a psychopath and it's just like i one day i just grabbed him and i was like dude stop calling yourself a psychopath because you're not and that's really important because Words can lead to your identity. You know, it's the same thing with, you know, it's the same thing with some of the, some of the substances, you know, whether that's booze or pot or anything else. And one time, you know, I said to somebody, I I was in a conversation and I, I called myself a pothead and he goes, wouldn't you rather just be a guy who smokes pot than a pothead? And like, it's like, well, on its on its head, in its face, what is the difference? Like, really, what is the difference? It's harmless. It's kind of playful. It's really not that big of a deal. In today's culture, we're getting to this point where, you know, cannabis is, is a medicine and people use it as such. And we're just kind of waiting for the rest of the country, the world to catch up and realize that this substance isn't very bad and that it's pretty, it's pretty uh, helpful to a lot of people. And so... You know, he says, wouldn't you rather just be a guy who smokes instead of a pothead? And I, you know, I kind of thought about that for a second. I'm like, man, that makes a whole lot of sense. Because if you think about it, like, for those of us that are old enough to remember, um, um, what's that movie called? Surprise, surprise. <laughs> surprise, surprise. As I'm sitting here identifying myself as a pothead, I can't remember something. You see how that works? That immediately works right there. So um, what I'm thinking of, boom, there it is, half-baked, okay? So what I'm thinking of is is identifying as like Jim Brewer's character in Half-Baked, right? His eyes are never open. He's just intellectually not there. He's always in that, yeah, man. <laughs> and he's always laughing at everything. And 
he's a he's he's they paint him as a criminal he's trying to steal stuff in that movie and there's just so many negative connotations behind that word of being a pothead as opposed to just being a person who uses this medicine and allows himself to use it and go about his day and be a productive member of society and be intelligent and get things done and so you again see, after these examples, the importance of the word, because it's not just the word, but it's all of the connotations with the word when you use the word that give it its, excuse me, give it its power. So it's very important to recognize when you're using harmful words, you know, and, you know, Harmful words can just be harmful to yourself or they can just or they can be harmful to other people. You know, this isn't the first time through this project that I have had this um, unfortunate side effect of being me of yelling at people. And one time somebody asked, somebody said, you know, next time you think about yelling at somebody or, or when you're you know able to get back a hold of yourself after that. Imagine that your words are actually fists and you're actually punching somebody in the face because I'm not a violent guy. I do not like violence at all. I don't want anything to do with it. I don't like pain. I don't want people to be in pain. So there's no reason that I like that or that I would, you know, ever do that. You know, I I had a temper as a child and I got in a couple of fights. But seriously, like, like currently the thought of punching someone in the face, like, disgusts me and I have so much empathy for other human beings that it it makes me physically uncomfortable to even think about it but at the same time you know if we think about these thoughts if we think about our minds um, in the same way like that it's a physical thing just like our physical body is just like you need to work your mind out just like you need to work your body out when you think about those words like you're punching people in the brain when you use mean words, when you use negative words, you know, just punching people right in their psyche, right in their brain, you know, right in, and, and that's even more who they are than their physical body. And so that's something again, that in the past and in the very recent past, I have been guilty of and something that I am excited with every opportunity that the universe gives me to present this and you see those words right there as well important words you notice that I'm not allowed to say every time somebody does something that pisses me off because those are negative words and the guy that's pissed off is the guy that's yelling at people in the park and the guy that is thanking the universe for the opportunity to get better at what I have previously been weak at is powerful. Do you see the reframe? Do you you hear the idea and how it's different and how it's important and why words matter? And think about that inside your own head and your negative self-talk. So, you know, being an entrepreneur and self-talk is super important. You know, there are times like 
there are times when I'm trying to go out and do street hypnosis or times when I'm trying to sit with a client or something like that where I think that I am out of my league or I think that this process isn't going to work or I think that nobody's going to say yes when I go out to um, do street hypnosis. And in any of those instances, my negative self-talk comes through every single time. If you say you can't, you won't, or you don't, then that's the outcome that you're going to get. Think about in your life all the times that you have failed. Now, I firmly believe that failure is a good thing because how else do you learn? However, on those times that you fail, did you set out with true intent and truly in your mind tell yourself that you can do whatever it is that you're going to do? Or did you set out on a project thinking that you weren't going to achieve your goal? It always matters. If you tell yourself every single day that you can achieve something, then you can. Go find any successful athlete, business owner, you know, person anywhere and ask them how they feel about what they do. If they think that they can succeed, if they believe that what they're doing is right and ask them truly, what, what is it inside your head that you think about this process? And it's like, it's exactly why I had to set the intention or I had the privilege of setting the intention. I like to do an exercise sometime called dream bigger. And one time I was allowing myself to dream bigger. And every time I dreamed a little bit bigger, I said, okay, cool. That's a nice dream. Now dream a little bigger. Okay, now that's a nice dream. Now dream a little bigger. And as big as I could dream was to set the intent that within the next 10 years, and to be perfectly honest, I'm going to be 40 in seven years. And so I said within the next seven years, because I'd like it to be by the time I'm 40, I want to be the most sought after high school performer in the United States and have a program that is actually improving students' lives as far as their negative self-talk and what they believe they can do. Now, might I achieve that goal? Yeah. Might not I achieve that goal? Maybe. But the thing is, I believe and I tell myself and I'm telling you that because if I tell you that, then I'm going to do the work to make it happen and I'm going to believe that it's going to happen. Because if you don't believe that you can do it, then you're not going to do the work because you don't believe that you can succeed. Why would I do the work if I can, if I'm not going to succeed? But if you know that you can succeed and you know that the only path to success is through the work, then when the work comes, you'll do it. And then that's why you'll succeed because you did the work, but you did the work because you told yourself in your own mind that you can succeed. And that goes for everything and anything. My, I'm, I'm sure other people said it first, but I first heard it out of my father's mouth. And he was doing a hypnosis show himself. And he was at my high school. And to be perfectly honest, I was too young. Um, I wasn't in high school yet, but I played his music. So I got to be in the high school for the first day as I was probably in like 7th or 8th grade. Um, and I get to do his music and record his show and, 
you know, be at the high school, which for like a sixth grader is just being in the building. It seems, seems so cool. But I remember these words, and again, they're not, I'm sure he didn't coin the phrase, but I remember these words, and I still use them to this day. If you believe it, you can achieve it. If you can dream it, you can do it. And it's true. It's all there is to it. If you tell yourself you can't, you can't. If you tell yourself you can, then you absolutely can. So, as we go forward here into the next few days, um, I want you to think about the words that you use. And I want you to think about the negative words that you use. And maybe even the words that you use to describe yourself or the words that you use just in, you know, we all do it all the time. To be perfectly honest, it's much easier to be negative than it is to be positive. It's a simple answer. But that doesn't mean that it's easy. So think about the things that you just say, you know, like, oh, you make a mistake and you say, oh, I'm so dumb. You know, well, no, you're not. Especially if you tell yourself that you're intelligent. Because we all have the ability to be intelligent. It just depends on factors like if we care and where our attention is and what's going on. But if you tell yourself that you're dumb, then you're just going to go, oh, I'm dumb. I'm not going to read that book. I'm dumb. I'm not going to do that math. I'm dumb. I'm not going to shoot for that pro promotion because I'm dumb. And it'll fall into your identity. So I think that's about where I'm going to wrap up for this evening. Um, and... So, but what I want to know is if you have a moment to drop by the Facebook group and talk a little bit about your negative words and how you can reframe that. And if you have a question, you know, here's something that I say, or here's something that happened to me and you want some help reframing it into a positive way, shoot me an email, give me a call, jump into the, uh, to the Facebook group, just search, uh, the impulse control experiment and the Facebook group should come, uh, right up. I would love to have you. And like I said, if you need some help with that reframe, just let me know. Uh, I'm here to help at any time. So just remember, do your best to make every day better than the one before. If you fail, excellent. Tomorrow will be easy. Live with gratitude. Celebrate your victories. And I'll see you tomorrow.